Everybody, welcome back. We're back. How we doing, Owen? I'm Ep- floating. We floating off that cutty vibe, off that cutty pack. Episode 18 of Control Chaos. We are absolutely pumped to bring it to you here on a windy evening in Houston, Texas. It is windy. Yeah. Almost, I mean, windy like the waves that yeah. came off on Man on the Moon 3. Let's just jump right in. Man on the Moon 3, the ever so amazing album. I... I I tweeted about it. Don't know if you saw that on. But... Yeah, I, I, I briefly looked over it. Oh, man. Okay, so album dropped, as always, midnight on Friday. And, I mean, I, I listened to it twice all the way through before I came up with any opinions. Um, It was really, just from a production standpoint, one of the best albums I've heard all year. It was crazy, yeah. I, I think production was definitely the strong point of it. You had Mike Dean on synths. I mean, you, you can't get much better than Mike Dean on synths. I mean, it, yeah. this was... This was you could tell he took his time with it. I wrote about that on my little my little tweet that yeah. look he did numbers seven likes. Let's go. And for everyone talking about the Travis connection or how much it sounds like Travis, I mean, there's why it's yeah. Mike Dean. Mike Dean that's, is that's the common denominator. Yeah, his footprints on pretty much every big rapper now. I mean, you can yeah. hear. I mean, his synths are second. I mean, you know, Mike Dean's on a track. Yeah. If you can hear those synths, I mean, uh, just from a whole, I, I think there was some there was some dead points. I, I personally. The features were good, but at the same time, I feel like yeah. they were kind of forced in there. Yeah, I liked the Pop Smoke and Skepta features, but like like you said, it kind of felt like forced. It was different from the rest of the album because he went all of a sudden like sort of a drill scene kind mm-hmm. of thing with those guys. And like it sounded good, but in the context of the rest of the album, it was kind of weird. And kind of like, I, I don't know, like going off of the features, I liked the middle part of the album the most, honestly, when there were no features. Like, I, I know I was talking to you about it, like, the first few songs, at least the first listen through, I was like, I don't know if I'm feeling this, this isn't great. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was Damaged was the song I got to, and I was like, okay, it's starting to make sense. And then the next few songs after that, like, were great. And it started to die down again at the end, like, the Phoebe Bridges fe- feature was kind of weird. Like, it, it was a good song, but I, I don't know. I, I like the middle part of the album where it was just Cuddy. Uh, the trippy red song didn't really do it for me, but like, mm-hmm. I, I remember you were talking about your favorite tracks on the on your Twitter post. I think you said Elsie's Baby Boy, which is also in my top three, and the Void, which oh I God. think the Void's the best song. I think everyone's the best song yeah, of the whole album. I think oh everyone's saying the Void is the best song. It oh is. It's a cutty top five song for me. That, probably that, that three song stretch between Elsie's Baby Boy, September sixteenth, and the Void is some oh yeah, of the, it's spectacular. That, that is that is but like I like man on, every Man on the Moon album has had like that one song. Like Man on the Moon two, it was what Erase Me mm-hmm. probably. Uh, you know, like Cuddy just has classics. I think that's his next classic. Like oh in ten years, we could be looking at that song like we're looking right now at like Pursuit of Happiness, Day and Night. Like one of those. It really is. I think that good. So I got I started through the album. My first, my number one track, I mean, first, I mean, first off, I was just like there, you know, I was just yeah. not even paying attention to what song it was. I yeah. was just trying to Mind listen space. to the whole body of work. Um, the first song that really got me going was Dive, Tame Impala production, kind of makes gotcha. Kevin coming through look solid. Um, 
like I said, with the, I feel like as soon as we got to a feature, like the song was Skepta and Pop Smoke. Yes, it's a good song when you listen to it by itself, but it really didn't fit into the album for me. I feel like, and I think part of that is I'm kind of jealous. I just wanted all Cuddy. I wanted that J. Cole, all yeah. bops, all fe- no features, yeah. no features. But I got what I got. And I'm telling you that, that, that three song run, Elsie's Baby Boy, yeah. September 16th and The Void. That was the best that, run. That's the best. That's and, the- and I know the other the other song too, going back to like the Mike Dean sense, wasn't it She Knows This that he was on? Yes. Was that one of them? Because that song, I know immediately, that's towards the beginning of the album, like when I wasn't feeling it. And that song came on, like in my second listen, I listened to it again and I was like, okay, this is a good song. But like mm-hmm. the first time, literally all I was thinking was this should be Travis or this is a Travis song, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird to think about because it's almost like a full circle because Travis is you know main influence or like the the person who influenced travis's music the most debatably is cuddy mm-hmm. and now in cuddy's later music it sounds like he's ripping off travis it's mm-hmm. kind of funny and you i i get that exactly i could hear tones of travis wait i mean even i think had a couple of ad libs kind of sounded like yeah travis i mean it's just it, it was the basic like 2020 trap sound mm-hmm. that you expect from you know someone who has shaped the trap music scene like travis has and i i love the way it just sounds just sonically, musically. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I was just wishing for a Cuddy on, but this was different than Indica. This was different oh, yeah. than Passion Pain and This was no, no comparison. You could, you could tell that he took his time yeah. on this album. And yes, we had to wait about what was it? Ten years? Eight years? Yeah, ten years? Like something that. like that. It's, it's I mean, it was worth the wait for me. I but think yeah, just as a whole. And then even the the from all the way to the cover artwork was amazing. Oh, it was super cool. I mean, it looked. Uh, yeah, it just looks amazing. But yeah, it, it, I don't think it's my album of the year. But I think it is probably top ten. I, I haven't like actually gone through and made a list. I might do that at some point just yeah. to see where it ranks. We should do that. We're, we we should. We're gonna do that before we end the year. Let's All right. do that. So, All right. That's we'll, decided. Two but weeks from now. Yeah. We got wait on it. Wait Tune on in. It. Trust. Trust. But Big trust. I, I have to say, like, Cuddy has like two tiers of albums for me. Three tiers if you count like Speed and Bullet to Heaven at the bottom, just because I think everyone agrees that album's bad. Or they should agree. And then, like, tier two is where you have, like, the Indica, the Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying. And then tier one is literally just the Man of the Moon, Man on the Moon trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like, his three albums in the Man on the Moon sequence have been better than anything he's ever dropped. And I think that's, honestly, all it needed to live up to. And it did, in my opinion. Oh, it lived up to it for me. For yeah, sure. I don't think you needed to compare it at all, really, to Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying or Indica. Because, obviously, even Indica was, like, experimental. He was going into more of a rock music sound, like... He, he's going back to his roots with this album, and I think he did a good job of that. Mm-hmm. And man, you know, I'm just, I'm happy. I'm the happy yeah. guy. This is this is the drop I needed. I am too. Um, you know, Cuddy speaks to a lot of people on many different levels. And we, we even talked about how Cuddy is someone that even people that you talked about, people that gatekeep, they still yeah. listen to Cuddy. He's universally liked. Yeah, exactly. There's no... There's no gatekeeping. Yeah. I mean, it, it, everybody. He, he toes. He toes the line between like being in touch with the mainstream and also being in touch with like the underground side of music. If that makes sense. He sees both sides, like Chanel. Yeah. yeah. You know who else <laughs> sees both sides, like Chanel? Tyler, the creator. He does. He and does. Th- you, I, we just about, we just started recording. You told me about this track. I think what an hour or two oh, ago. Oh yeah, something like that. Fuego by Channel Trace featuring the boy tyler the creator it was so good i love it like it's usually not my thing it's like a house music like dance sort of track and it has like that upbeat type thing which is kind of weird because both of these guys are like labeled as rappers by spotify but like it sounds like a house music song Mm -hmm. like it's upbeat it's got like kind of an electronic sound and like the tyler feature in this is so good it is it reminded me of like flower boy tyler like back to like his 
like prime sound for me at least which was flower boy and you know that's that's not any hit on igor i love igor too but uh anyways like this song on a debut album for channel trace like Mm -hmm. it's really good yeah i mean channel trace has been in the game uh from compton he's done some work with duckworth uh aaron childs other people like that uh this is first solo album and like you said apple music has him down as dance the album though is called hip-hop and it it really has like that big house house feel to it more upbeat type deal and then i think tyler just he he really went in on the verse and oh yeah i think this is probably i mean next to because i'll be honest with you i was listening to cuddy the entire weekend i was just that excited about it like i said makes sense i haven't been that excited about an album since don toliver dropped and that's saying something you could could go up there with amine as well but okay i mean definitely i was pumped for this kid cuddy album just because it's kid cuddy you know it's it's like kanye dropping essentially Um, but this was a really good, uh, single, uh, seven, I, I liked it a lot. Seven yeah. song album, 21 minutes, all pop, no stop. Uh, another feature with Tanashi. Yeah. I'm gonna have to yeah. go back and listen to the rest of that album. Cause I- I'm going to be honest. I just listened to the Tyler feature and I've listened to it mostly for Tyler, but like, I-, I don't know, getting a feature like that on your debut, like project is really like kind of a big move for, for channel trice. I feel like yeah, this is crazy. So I'm going down on Apple music. This, this. Some songs from this album featured on Apple Music Pop, uh, Apple Music Dance, Apple Music Alternative, Apple Music Indie, and Apple Music Hip Hop. So, I mean, this guy, I mean, you want to talk about a chameleon. I mean, he's, he's at, where isn't he? He's a five-tool player. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah, highly recommend Channel Trace. Yeah. Debut album. Yeah. And speaking of, you know, listening to Cuddy all weekend, I didn't quite do that. I haven't got to the Taylor Swift album yet. I may not even listen to it. Uh, I'm just assuming it's going to sound exactly like Folklore. Uh, it has the same well. features the same aesthetic to it it feels like it's got the bony ver touch again like which i'm here for I love i'm bon sure Iver. it'll be good i i love bony ver too but like i i don't know if i'm gonna listen to that i did listen to the jack harlow album the night it came out and i don't think it was anything special but i do think there's potential there mm-hmm. like obviously you know what's popping has done numbers tyler hero got popular when it dropped uh my favorite song i think is called keep it light it's mm-hmm. got kind of like a almost like a soulful sample in the back where he's kind of he's kind of rapping over it it's a little more introspective it has like an outro like a a voicemail from his mom at the end kind of like going back to his roots which i think is cool and that that album also you know it it wasn't great it wasn't anything that you know i'm gonna put on that year end list of albums it's Mm -hmm. it's nothing like that but it had a nice big sean feature on it uh little baby feature as well yeah little baby feature was okay but like he definitely has some potential after that album i feel like Mm -hmm. i can see it um i think the main thing with jack harlow is finding another dimension i guess yeah um he's very or to me after what's popping it's a very one-dimensional oh yeah absolutely so i I think if we can find a lot of people were saying this about travis too in the beginning i'm not comparing him to travis at all but i'm saying um a lot of people were were saying that travis was one-dimensional before he dropped the rodeo and i think if if harlow can find a his own sound which he kind of has i'm not going to say that he has his own sound but if, if he can find another dimension be able to you know kick it to another gear i think he has a lot of oh, yeah. potential the I, dude's I, funny I, as hell too yeah he is funny i mean have you seen his, <laughs> his genius Instagram his, stories his genius, his genius i mean talking about he's hilarious uh, the the girl from rudolph had him bricked up <laughs> have, you, have you seen the have you seen the instagram story where it, where it says if you could if you could suck an nba player and like take their spot on the roster for a week which player would you pick or or, like would you do it and he was like i don't know what player are we talking (laughs) like 
I don't know. I, I kind of butchered that, but he like, I don't know. Just go go follow him on Instagram. Watch his stories. They're funny. Yeah. Well, speaking of butchering, let's let's segue into <laughs> Benny the Butcher. He dropped a Ooh. single. What do we think? Yeah, uh, it was called 330 in Houston. I assume referencing to a few weeks ago when he got shot in Houston. Crazy. At, a, at a Walmart. At a Wally World, too. Yeah. I mean, be, be, be careful. Yeah. Holiday he, season I, coming around. Don't and he even, ta- yeah, he even talks about the bar. Like, I, I don't remember exactly what he says in the lyrics, but he talks about, you know, getting shot in the leg, you know, why they did it. You know, he would, he was iced out at Walmart, whatever, uh, you know, going after the money, whatever. But I, I didn't really go that deep into it. I probably will at some point, but yeah, Benny the Butcher single. I mean, we're here. I'm, I'm here for that. Yeah, and staying within Griselda, the album that I was super excited for that we talked about last week, the Boldy mm-hmm. James album came out, Real How Bad Man. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I I love the production on it. I, I always go into Boldy James albums expecting great production because I think he's really interesting in the fact that he kind of focuses his albums on the production mm-hmm. and he doesn't necessarily produce them only his, himself because these albums have like outside producers that he's brought in like price of tea in china he brought in the alchemist to produce the whole thing mm-hmm. this time he brought in a uh, real bad man to to produce the whole thing so like it, it's kind of an interesting thing for people who like that kind of music where you're not really focusing on the lyrics necessarily you're focusing on his voice and how it fits over whatever beat they've got going on and i thought it was really really good like staying within that like griselda sound of more underground like kind of I don't know what the word is. Kind of like hard style of hip hop, like yeah. a like a grungy. Style. It's kind of like in your face. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's I, basically just coke rap, cocaína, drogas. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, Baldy James. How much? How, how many times has he dropped this year? We talked about that last three week. or four. Yeah. I mean, this. Lot, of, in China. Then the deluxe for that. Real bad Baldy. Uh, he's dropped the Versace tape. He's dropped Manger on McNichols, which I think is one of the most underrated albums of the year. That's the, my favorite thing that he's dropped. Definitely recommend that. Uh, but speaking of underrated, I don't know if they're actually underrated. Uh, the Avalanches dropped an yes. album. I'm super excited to listen to that all the way through because I listened to the song with the MGMT feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, it popped up on my on my like new music radar on Spotify, whatever. And I started listening to the album and I was like, you know what? I'm not in the right mindset for this. I'm not going to enjoy it if I listen to it right now. Because the Avalanche is like, I, I listen to their albums, you know, when I'm trying to like get shit done, basically. Mm-hmm. It's something that like basically puts my mind like, you know, they say like humans only use 10% of their brain power at a time. I listen to this shit and it goes up to like 45%. Like we're, we're getting up there. Yeah. Like I, I just listen to that and I kind of I kind of ascend, so kinda like I'm I'm kind of waiting on when I can when I can utilize that. It's like that movie Limitless with Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah. He takes the pill and he just becomes yeah. Like, goes he just God becomes Jesus. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You got You got to keep that in the tank. You know. Yeah. I'm. I'm kind of. I'm kind of keeping that one in the silo. We're done with. We're done with school right now. Yeah. So, I mean, there's. No I've kind of. I've moved on from the from the Cuddy. You know, hype uh, up front. I've kind of got what I wanted out of that for now. Uh, I'll come back to it later at some point, but. You know, we'll move on to the Avalanches. I'll move on to the deluxe edition of the Neighborhood uh, last album that came out. Yes, that's going to be a good listen as well. Yeah, that think- it came out. It came out last week, and I forget what the name of the song was that I liked, but there was only one. It was kind of disappointing for me to be honest, because I I know a lot of people have. I don't know. I I know a lot of people like the Neighborhood. And I can't get into them too I, much. Yeah, I, I'm kind of right there with you. I'm, I'm like, I, I'm a sweater like, weather kind of guy. Exactly. I'm not like I'll, I'll dip my toe in, but I'm not going to yeah. jump in. Devil's like Advocate off their last album was great. Highlight of my week was uh, Mario Judah officially dropping Bia. 
sounding he exactly dropped, he dropped a whole lot of red on youtube yeah uh just I, I don't even know what to think about mario where is mario judah is what they all say i you know he's got talent i get i mean he wrote produced he's taking talk. control of playboy cardi's role like 2019 playboy cardi is 2020 mario judah yeah, and he started. It's funny too because he started as a meme with that TikTok song. Yeah. Obviously, neither of us can sing, but yeah. uh, it, <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, <laughs> that's kind of. I mean, that's it. Really, is how he you know got popular. Basically, oh, I the, hadn't heard of him until that. The Rolling Loud. I mean, he, yeah, the he, Rolling Loud performance. <laughs> he's got Die Very Rough, and then uh, the interview with uh, what's his name with uh, with Drewski. Yeah, uh, that was fun. And then meeting Trippy Red, another I mean, classic. Have you seen that video where he meets Trippy Red and they're both just like yelling just, at each they're other? Just, they're just vibing together. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, Mario Judah is going to be one of the another guy who's getting TikTok famous. Um, you could say Don Tolliver to a T got helped by TikTok. Yep. A lot of a lot of artists. I mean, you can oh, yeah. even say um, them changes by Thundercat. Absolutely, that propelled him kind of into more people wanting to yeah. listen to Thundercat. But unfortunately, oh uh, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm not trying to gatekeep because he's great. But man, wish I could have kept that one to myself. I know, um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much what we got. Yeah, I mean, uh, quick mention: Foster the People dropped an EP. Oh yes. I, that's another one that I'll probably get into a little bit more later, but you know, yeah, that, that's think, something on the to be on the radar for because I know a lot of people love Foster the People. There's they have some great songs, obviously. Pumped up kicks, pumped up kicks. I mean, don't forget about it. Classic song. So yeah, an EP from them. Uh, I think the main thing with me, I was just so focused on Cuddy. I yeah, absolutely. Awesome sauce, and so that's kind of my fault to a T, but. Who knows? I don't really Oh, no. I, it's completely I understandable. Either. And it's it's such a bad week for it to happen, too, because so much stuff dropped this week. I know. Um, I, I'm really anxious to see the, the – I'll listen back to the Harlow album. I listened to it once all the, all the time through, and I'm going to listen to that again. I feel like yeah. I kind of glanced over that. But let's let's go ahead. We all listen to the Cuddy album. Let's close out with this. I'm going to go Cuddy album 8.73 out of 10. I'm I'm not feeling an eight. I'm feeling about a seven point six two. I think I like is where that. I'm sitting. I like that. Seven point six two. So I, I went kind of high with that. I just because I really liked it. Oh yeah. I'm not gonna give it a yeah. ten because it's not a ten, but it's not. It, it's no, up there. That. For me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna go with eight point what eight point seven three out of ten. I'm gonna put that a little sneak preview into our. I'm gonna put it. It's at least in my top six. Oh, top six. Top six. And we're going to do top tens. Yeah. So that's okay, going to be okay. interesting. Um, but other than that, I think the Tyler feature, song of the week. Tyler feature is a highlight from this and, past uh, week. Yeah. So much stuff dropped, though. Exactly. I mean, I'm going to have to, I'm kind of behind. I'm, I'm hoping next week's almost a little slow. But we'll, we'll make so sure. So I can catch up. We'll make sure to give you all a nice recap so you can listen to that on Doc Chaos Radio. Yeah. Once again, 15 songs. There you from go. Oh, and 15 for me. That's we how you know if we liked week. it or not. Update that every week. Catch that on our Twitter at Controlled Chaos Pod. And on Apple Music and Spotify, like, subscribe to the podcast. It gets updated. It'll just be right in your library, so you can just click on it. There Who you knows? go. Uh, so that's that's music for you. And you know, let's let's get into let's get into a crazy week and deportes. college deportes and college football americano. Of course, we had the Army Navy game, the Fog Bowl, not in Philadelphia. It was crazy seeing CBS attempt to get the fog out of the way yeah. and they had that issue too with the florida lsu oh game, yeah which is quite easily probably the game of the year in it's, my opinion. it's up there uh just a quite crazy game but let's get an army yeah. navy uh it's a game we always have 
ugly. Yeah, it's always ugly. It was good to hear Brad Nestler on the call. Mm-hmm. It's, it was a little bit. It it it, all, it was weird. Like this game, that game more than any other game this year has felt normal to me. And I think a thing that had to do with it was we had both the Army cadets and yeah, the I, obviously, were, yeah, like there. all of them are there in the stands, and like you know, props to them because I was looking for ways to like you know kind of kind of rain on their parade you know oh they're not wearing their mask right pretty much everyone in the stands was wearing a mask everyone and wearing, wearing it right except and, for it, the and it was yeah and it was scary to, <laughs> it was scary to watch because you know you see the president right there he's probably already got antibodies he's, so, he's fine he's but chilling. but it, it it really was kind of like unsettling for me almost like it's kind of a weird feeling because usually i'd be hyped for games like that like the atmosphere is finally getting going like it feels like a college football game and like in the back of my mind i'm just thinking like oh god covid's about to drop a triple double here i know especially when we're so close to a vaccine like they're literally starting to distribute it like if we can just hold on big up for a couple more months like we are set we can get back to full stands i mean it, i'm it, so i'm just so i i cannot wait it's until coming the time i mean there's I literally truck into yeah like baseball. as we speak there are trucks delivering vaccines across the country yeah. so that's a good feeling that's something to look forward that's to something to look forward to and like you said it did feel like a football. I mean, we had yeah. army and that's something that i think needed to happen and yeah. you know pandemic or not i mean to an extent this is yeah. a game that you know, Navy also has that rivalry with Notre Dame. They didn't get to play this year yeah. uh, due to Notre Dame being in a conference. But um, I think it was a necessity to have it. And I think it was really interesting and very unique for them to be able to have it at West Point. First time in since Yeah, first time since World War II. Yeah, since the World War II era that they've been able to have it in West Point. Um, just a great game. I, I think the highlight was before the game. Game day was there, of course. Corso yeah. not there. But Herb Street has to call the UNC Miami game. So he leaves for the picks in an army helicopter so we can get <laughs> yeah. on a helicopter to get on a private plane yeah. from teterboro to get to north carolina yeah. or florida i mean the game itself was boring army shut out navy yeah. it was a super boring game the fog killed it it's already a game where all they're doing is running the triple option all game if you nasty. can get if you can get four yards three times and do that like seven times you've got a touchdown exactly uh, but yeah, no, Kirk call Kirk had his calls in an, in a helicopter. I thought that was pretty yeah. badass. That was cool. That was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, eh, it, it, it's not a, it, the game is not what makes it special. Yeah. It's the camaraderie and the fact yeah. that these guys are going to be fighting for us together. And, and uh, you know, if anyone's going to be disciplined enough to wear a mask the whole time and actually like get through a game without, you know, having outbreaks in the stands, it's, it's those two teams. Exactly. Big ups to them. Oh yeah crazy stuff so, someone who is not disciplined on the other hand not disciplined throwing a shoe about 20 yards from the 30 to the 50 and eliminating any college football yes. playoff hopes from number your three on florida and marco wilson marco wilson what what a name and what a, what a sad time to do something like that um in a very 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 foggy God. swamp it yeah. was not i mean they were having to resort to the sky cam. yeah they were using the sky cam exclusively so, pretty much and that was I remember uh, NBC tried to do that a couple years ago yeah. for their Thursday night football games, and it, it worked. But I think when you're having to do it on the fly, yeah, you don't get the first and ten marker. It's ugly. It's hard on it the was eyes. Definitely hard because I was trying to follow the ball. Yeah, I'm not playing. I'm not trying to play Madden right now. I'm yeah, trying to watch but then, the but game. then LSU can. I mean, they they capitalize. They have a fourth down. They're basically punting it away to Florida. You know, probable Heisman winner Kyle Trask about to drive down the field, win the game, and instead, this Florida defender 
takes a cleat on the ground and decides, you know what, I'm gonna launch it. And and props to the to the referee too. Did you hear when he called the penalty? Oh yes. He was like he unsportsmanlike, number three on the defense, launching a shoe twenty yards down the field. That was funny. It like, was funny. When, when, when do you imagine hearing a referee say that? Like, yeah, it was it was it was gold. Big that ups was gold. to that referee too. Big ups to the SEC. And then and then Cade York. What Cade was York, it? Fifty seven. An absolute machine. Fifty seven makes it look like nothing. He bangs it home. Yeah. Florida had a chance to tie the game. And Florida's kicker wide left. Wide left. Um, yeah, it was very ugly football game. And yeah. for Florida, like you said, their playoff hopes are dashed. So. It was already slim, but it was already, it, it's yeah. none now. They're they're but, possibly still sitting in a New Year's six, depending on how they do against Bama. But I don't know if a three a three loss Florida team at this point is in a position to be a, a shoe in for for a New Year's six game. Exactly. I so, mean, he really has kind of just screwed them over because I think the assumption for everyone was Florida goes into that SEC championship with one loss. Exactly. So let, we're going to go ahead and we're going to cover the rest of the week. And then we're going to get into our, our little conference championship preview, CFP preview, all that stuff. Uh, the other game that Kirk had to fly to Miami, uh, North Carolina, absolutely God. destroys Miami. Stomped them. Just ran I mean, all over them. 550-something rushing yards. It was absolutely disgusting. I mean, this is a week where we only had – none of the top five teams played this week. So, yeah. I mean, that was suboptimal. Uh, but, yeah, North Carolina just absolutely – curb stomp yeah Miami. and it was it was really funny because i was watching the broadcast and i don't know if you saw this but they were like making all the comparisons to the last time manny diaz had a game like that and the last time manny diaz had a game like that he was the defensive coordinator of my own texas longhorns oh, wow. gave up 550 rushing yards to byu next week he was fired long gone so hey if we're going based off that look on look out for manny diaz gone it's don't it's think a, it's gonna happen it's such a shaky miami program that yeah. is you had mark rick now you have manny diaz i mean Derek king's on the way out he's kind of carried them this year yeah exactly and just think if he was on houston right now oh, oh yeah crazy um the that the, the game is that is great is yeah. the shots i i couldn't english for yeah a, for a second there but shots are still undefeated it's close they pulled it out though and they got lula this week in, in the, the conference, conference championship, championship. that's going to be if they finish undefeated they can realistically go to a new year's six and i would i would shed real man i would shed teal tears listen to this five and oh usc who we might talk about in a minute as well that game against ucla was kind of crazy at the end but five and oh usc is playing in their conference championship this week against washington if they lose and they're a five and one pac-12 team who did not win their conference championship does that pac-12 spot in the fiesta bowl Switch to an at-large, Coastal Carolina taking on Indiana in the Fiesta Bowl. Oh, I'd go nuts. Coastal and I would C- go nuts. I would even go more nuclear for Coastal Cincy. I'd go absolutely oh, wow. dummy for that one. Um, that was a good game. And you talk about USC-UCLA. That was a very interesting game at the Rose Bowl. And two teams that I've seen with my Arizona State Sun Devils, which we're going to get into after we talk about this game because we'll yeah. stay in the Pac-12. Okay. We'll, we'll go dummy. Um, soft zones. Soft zones, not... I mean, I don't know when you're going to realize that the soft zone is probably not the smartest way to put it because yeah. I mean, it's just March, March. Especially against that offense, it's an air raid offense. You got Keaton Slovis, the best quarterback in the Pac-12. Sorry, Jaden Daniels. Oh, no. Uh, and then you've got and then you've got Amon Ross St. Brown, and you've got uh, London, the other the other wide receiver. I mean, they have a great passing game mm-hmm. there. I think if they were able to play, get a ten game season out, they'd probably be. Contending. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day too. If they had a full season, they're definitely in the playoff and contention. I think if if we're gonna give Ohio State attention, 
we should be giving USC the same amount of time. They, they both play the same amount of games. Yeah. They're both going to play the same amount of games. So if you're going to value a six and O USC team or a six and O Ohio State team over a six and O USC team, I don't I don't understand it. I don't because yeah. yes, strength of conference. I okay, guess, but then again, USC is. Their victories have been very, very close. They should have lost Arizona State. Oh, let's yeah. be real. Arizona I mean, they, State threw that game yeah. away. Herman Company threw that game away. I mean, they're they're one tip pass away from not winning or yeah. losing that football game. Yeah. Um, I don't think that they they'll probably maybe sneak into a New Year's six if they win against Washington. But then again, this this conference is I think so, so it's it cannibalizes up and down. To yeah. The, to the everyone game. was talking about Oregon as a possible football college football playoff team, and now they're. You know, fighting to be 500. Yeah, they, they're they're projected to go to. Uh, they're going to play Army. Oh in yeah, the military bowl. Can't I'm, wait for I'm that. I'm assuming. No, nah, the uh, what is it? No, the the Radiance Technology. Yeah, the Independence, Independence bowl. bowl. That's what it is. Oregon taking a trip to Shreveport. I mean, at, at that point, do you even want to go play the football? <laughs> I just game? say no. I would just say. And I know a lot of teams have already done that. I think Pittsburgh did it. I think Boston College has done it in the past week. Like they really are just saying no to a bowl game. Because I mean, they're they're not in any you know crazy bowl game. I mean, yeah, what's what the point? I mean, even I mean, yeah. Like, what's what the point in traveling to you know Memphis, Tennessee to play the, I mean the Appalachian State, whatever their mascot is. I mean, I, like what's uh, the mountain? You, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you? Uh, let me go play. Uh, let me at, go play Arkansas. Yeah. Well, I mean, you which actually probably, are going to go play which Arkansas. Is probably Texas what Texas bowl. is going to do. Uh, they're going to go play Arkansas. Yeah, I mean when when. When you're a team like Oregon, it's kind of embarrassing when you're having like, hey, let's go play the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl yeah. in Shreveport, Louisiana. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. To and, me. and every Oregon duck with a with a brain in their head who has any sort of aspiration at the NFL draft has to just say no to that game, yeah. I would think. And I, I it, it sucks. Get, it like, sucks, but I feel like it has to happen. And, and that's that's another thing. I mean, yeah, in Shreveport, Shreveport, Louisiana, Ugh. yummy crazy playing in a swamp yeah dirty dirty oh uh, you know what else is dirty kevin sumlin not having a job after Aww. i mean if north carolina curd stomped over miami i don't even know what you want to talk okay. about arizona state 70 to 7 in the territorial cup the cup is back in and it, it stays in tempe as it should be over 1400 days since arizona has beat arizona state in football and for good reason i mean opening kickoff touchdown grant Canell fumble Another touchdown, yeah. and I mean, we scored. It was ugly. It was ten touchdowns. I yeah. mean, simple math. I learned my times table seven, seven times, times 10. ten. That yep. is seventy. Yep. Uh, the highlight of the game was uh, Jackson Haw. He, who I, you I tried. Yeah, I tried. I I wanted to say it right, but Jackson He is what I'm going to call him. Uh, he got into the end zone for the final touchdown. Uh, get making it sixty nine to seven. Nice kick the field goal nice. to make it seventy. Uh, but Jackson he becomes the first Chinese born uh player to score a touchdown in the FBS. That's great. Big it's ups. awesome. Um, the guy walked on. He's Look a junior, and he's he's a devil man. And the team looked good. Jaden Daniels looked good. I I don't know whether if it was Arizona State being good or yeah. Arizona being bad. But yeah, they drove they drove Kevin Sumlin out of town. And uh, and another team A and M is biting the bullet on Kevin Sumlin's contract. And yep. so is Arizona. I think yep. Arizona's going to have to pay out about $7.5 million. So Kevin Sumlin's made $17.5 million just losing football games. So big ups to Kevin hey, on that one. You know who's not buying out their coach? Who? The Longhorns. Yes, the Longhorns announced that Which Tom pisses Hunter me off. is going to stay. Owen is... I'm I'm not fuming. I think that's a little bit of a strong word. But ever since Herman lost Quinn Ewers 
in that whole debacle, and he's going to Ohio State now. Uh, and then and then that Iowa State game was kind of the last straw for me. Stinky. I really expected him to be fired after that game because the the end of that game was just so so bad in terms of coaching and play calling and whatever. But I I really didn't expect this to happen, and it is happening. I mean, they've even before the bowl game happens. I mean, you really can't back out now at this point, too. What happens if we do go play Arkansas and we lose? Are we really just going to say, okay, well, Tom Herman's still the coach. We yeah. said he was going to be. And then that just becomes a messy situation. I, I don't know why they came out so early and said it. Maybe a recruiting tactic, I guess, just to show mm-hmm. potential recruits that you know they're they're coming into a safe coaching staff. And I think part of it has to do with, you know, we, we did have that COVID season. I mean, it, it's not yeah. a regular season. I think they're probably going to, he's on the, he's definitely on the hot seat going into next year. Oh, absolutely. Uh, this time without Sam Ellinger. So it's going to be really interesting to see how yeah. that's going to play out. Hudson card time. Who knows? I, I don't know UT football. Hey, he's a good, he's a good Hook him, quarterback. I guess. I don't he's know. a good quarterback. Tom Herman needs to hook him if he wants to yeah. shot. And I think Herman, he's a good coach. Just, I, I, he's won what? One sugar bowl and a peach bowl. Yep. So, I mean, eh, who knows? It's not it's not terrible, but it's not what you should expect from a team like that. Mm-mm. I, I mean, mean Texas is such a powerhouse. A bit, I mean, I will say, he's been the best coach of the 2010s for y'all. After Mac Brown left, y'all had what, Oh, yeah, Must after Mac Brown left. Strong yeah. to Herman. And Herman's been the best out of Oh, absolutely. I, I won't deny that. Can you imagine Charlie Strong? Are you a big fan of him? Were you? Yeah. No. no. I mean, come on. Let's be real. Um, but let's actually be real about the uh, conference championships. This is going to be really weird because this next Saturday we're going to have A, a bowl game. Yeah. And B, we're going to have conference championships. So, yeah, the bowl game is the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl live from Toyota Stadium in Frisco, Texas. SMU UTSA. The Roadrunners. Go Roadrunners. Screw it. I'm taking Roadrunners with points. I think they're going to open as like a, a, a 12 and a half wow. point underdog. That's let's bold. Go, let's go Roadrunners. They're gonna That's they're bold. gonna win. I don't even need. I'm them riding. To I'm riding the ponies. I gotta say. Let's go Roadrunners. Why can't they play it at the Alamo Dome? Anyway, Ooh, that'd be nice. Uh, so on top of that one bowl game, we got we got we got better games. We got Clemson, yeah. Notre Dame, Ohio game State, Northwestern, Bama, Florida, Coastal, and Lula, Cincy, Tulsa, USC, Washington, and Iowa State, Oklahoma. Um, let's just jump right into the one we all care for. This is the game that's gonna be deciding of. If AM has a shot at making the playoff, and that's going to be Clemson Notre Dame. Yeah. I think Notre Dame opens as a 10.5 point underdog. Yeah. And do you have any bold takes? You got my, any bold my, takes for us? If you would have told me after we beat Clemson November 7th that we're going to play him again, I would have told you we're going to lose. And I would have told you that easily. Because we didn't, they didn't have Lawrence, and their defense was pretty depleted. But after what I've seen from Notre Dame, especially in that North Carolina game, I think they have a shooter's chance of winning that football game. Okay, and it's a bold take, I guess, because a lot of people are counting them out. But imagine a Notre Dame win, pretty much me included, on Saturday. I, I think this, I could watch Notre Dame lose out for the rest of the season. I'd still be happy. We yeah. beat Clemson once. I don't care if it was with a backup quarterback. DJ played well that game. Say what you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, Clemson, I think, is going to come in on Saturday. Season on the line. They've got more to play for than Notre Dame, if we're being completely honest. I mean, Notre Dame's essentially a lock. Yeah, for, for Notre Dame, they're essentially a lock in the playoff. It's just whether, whether they have to play Alabama in the semifinal or if they make it the final. And for Clemson, I mean, they really it really is do or die for them. I mean, if they lose this game, they are not in the playoff. Mm-hmm. So they're already coming in with a chip on their shoulder because they've lost. They have more to play for. And, and I really just don't think that 
Notre Dame's ever going to get the wheels off. I would take Clemson minus 10.5, to be honest. I, I think Clemson – I and, and I'm a Notre Dame fan, so, like, you know, I you'd think I wouldn't be this pessimistic, but I think I am. I, I do think Notre Dame probably falls to the four and plays Bama and loses in the first round because that's the most Notre Dame thing you can possibly do. Yeah. And I, I don't think it, and I, that's not even being pessimistic. That's just being realistic. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't be mad even if it happens. Ian Book is the all-time winningest quarterback at Notre Dame. I mean, he, he's had, had a hell of a, a career. They've he's, had a successful yeah. year, regardless yeah. of what happens. I mean, right now it's just bragging rights. Yeah, absolutely. And it would really be funny if the one year Notre Dame's at a conference, they win the, the damn playoff. Because I that mean, would be funny from a money perspective. They would have to now share their money with the rest of the ACC compared to as an independent team, they could just take it all home and rake up the dough. But yeah. Um, I think my main thing is going to be it's the defense. It's the defense. It, it, it's can you stop ETN like you did on that night in November? Can you make Lawrence force into throws? Because, you know, our offense is not going it, to. It, I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game at all. Yeah. I think it's going to be one in the trenches. It's going to be uh, you get Tommy Kramer back, which is a big back on your on your offensive line. Yeah. Uh, which is one of the best. If you can get your running backs going. I think Notre Dame has a shot to win yeah. the football game. See, I'm gonna tell you, I'm taking the over on this game. I feel like really? I think I think Lawrence is gonna take the wheels off. I think Etienne's gonna be big in the passing game. We saw that last time they played Notre Dame. Etienne really got nothing going on the ground. I think they're gonna have to get him going through the passing exactly. game. That, that's gonna be and then allow him to Clemson. work through the run. Because I yeah, Notre Dame's run defense really did just put a stop to Clemson last time. And sort of that because they're one dimensional, you've got a freshman quarterback, you know, obviously they're gonna look to Etienne a little bit more. But even with Lawrence in the picture, I don't think they're going to be able to get the run game going as much as they want. And I think it really is going to be up to whether or not Trevor Lawrence can get his weapons in, you know, involved in the passing game. You know, ETN obviously being the biggest one. He's got uh, Cornell Powell receiver has been probably their best receiver all year. I mean, I, I, I really think, though, Clemson is probably going to yeah. take and the take the wheels off this week. If you're A&M, you're really hoping that Clemson loses. Oh, absolutely. That, that's your only shot of yeah. getting in. Like, literally, this, or there's more State riding on this game for A&M than there is for Notre Dame, mm-hmm. for being honest. Exactly. As long as Notre Dame doesn't go out and lose by, like, 50, I think they're fine. I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think no, I don't either. Y- you could see them losing. I could see them losing by two touchdowns. Yeah. And I don't even think that's a bold prediction. If I'm going to give any bold predictions, it's not going to be on that game. Mm-mm. And I can give you a bold prediction right now. Give it to him. Between Ohio State Northwestern, Bama Florida, and USC Washington, one of those games goes to overtime and is lost by the favorite. So either Northwestern beats Ohio State in overtime, Florida beats Bama in overtime, or Washington beats USC in overtime. Mm-hmm. I think Washington's probably the most feasible out of those, but I really do think either Northwestern or Florida is going to put up a hell of a fight. Oh, I, I think this is Northwestern's championship game. Absolutely. They're not making the playoff. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no way that they're going to make the playoff. And Ohio State is, get this, they are a 20 and a half point favorite against Northwestern. I think the smart bet is to have Northwestern to cover. I think that is, that is a very easy and, bet. And I, I said will take that you, any day. You remember week. exactly what the spread was, too, when Ohio State played Indiana a few weeks ago. It was 20 points. Mm-hmm. And Indiana probably should have won that yeah, game. Yeah, and that's why I... I'm, I don't understand all the yeah. lack of Ohio State hasn't been as good as people. Exactly. Like, the eye test makes them look good because Justin Fields is such an electric player on the field. But people forget he threw three interceptions against Indiana. And on the defensive side of things, that team is not great. I mean, they, they gave they up nearly 30 points to Rutgers. Their secondary is nowhere near what it should be. I mean, they're DBU and, what, Penix for Indiana threw for 500 yards against them, five exactly. touchdowns. 
And, and I, I really don't think that that defense is college football playoff caliber. I think if they make it, it will be on the heels of their offense. I, I, I'm going to go even bolder take. I'm going to say Northwestern is going to, it's going to, there's going to be a game in the fourth quarter. You're going to have Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt on the call. Lucas Oil oh, Stadium. Electric. It's a neutral site. I'm going to go Northwestern. I'm not going to say that they're going to win. I'm going to say they're going to lose by less than five points. Okay. That's so we both think take. Ohio State is not as good as they and are. I, and, and it's not It's not even in Ohio State. I think it's Northwestern. I you think, think it's, it's Northwestern? Pat, okay. It's Pat Fitzgerald and the boys. They're going out, and they want to prove something. They've already proved it. They've beaten Wisconsin. And this team, I mean, they're they're just a bunch of dudes. I don't know how yeah. to explain it. Like these are not you're oh, gonna yeah. be your five star guys. These are team two players. three stars that are just gonna go out there and be a team. And it's very similar to Coastal Carolina in the sense that yeah. they are a team. Indiana, they are a team. And you're not really you don't only really see that with Ryan Day and Ohio State. Yeah. And this is and for Ohio's on on the other side for Ohio State, this is a game where you need to prove something. You can't just go out there and beat them barely. Yeah. This is a, this is a game you need to go out and win convincingly because honestly, how about if, that scenario? If Ohio State goes out and beats Northwestern by say three, does Texas A and M have a shot? Do they have an argument? And I I think really boils down to how the rankings come out on Tuesday. I know A and M is going to be locked in at the five. Um, I'd be yeah. really and, and you know A and M also has a game because the SEC has their whole championship. Oh yeah, they're, so, I think they're playing Tennessee. Yeah, A and M plays the Vols and that, that, they that should, should be they should cruise but through that. if they can go out and win i think the main thing like so hypothetical let's say ohio state wins by three against northwestern in overtime and we'll say a&m blows a&m tennessee. destroys tennessee like 49 to 7 which it's feasible it's feasible let's, it's let's possible just, let's go with 49 14 anything okay. let, let's just say kellen mon has a day yeah i think if you're the committee that's now a what 10 win a&m team and a six win ohio state team Narrow win. Narrow. And it's the same thing with USC. USC's only victory, their victories are, they're not. Yeah, they're narrow. They're narrow. They barely beat Arizona State. They barely beat UCLA, so, among others. I would be hard-pressed not to put A&M in. And A&M, yes, they may not be a playoff caliber team. I don't, I really, realistically, I don't think they are a playoff caliber no. team. But but it is kind of an odd season because I think without how kind of un- kind of mediocre honestly that ohio state has looked this year obviously they're still great but they they've looked mediocre in comparison to what people expected from them i think there are only three playoff caliber teams this year yeah and it's I, I it's think that well. alabama clemson and notre dame and whatever team you put in the four slot is i don't think is up to par with the other three teams i think probably just based off the eye test ohio state is the only one that you can put in there just because ohio state's done it in the past Mm-hmm. And now, now I've seen growth from A and M after that Alabama game. So I, I would, I would be saying if if Bama plays A and M in the Sugar Bowl for the first in in the semifinals, I would say that A and M maybe only loses by fourteen. They've got a fighting chance. They don't have Johnny Manziel at quarterback, though. I mean, that's the bottom line. And Kellen Mond's great, but he's not Johnny Manziel. They oh, don't yeah. have a superstar. And I mean, this is a, this is I, like I said, A and M. Who would have come in thinking that A and M was gonna? Yeah. It would be such an AM thing for them to lose this weekend. Oh, yeah, wouldn't it? Ohio State loses and AM loses Cincy at the four. Oh, my god. Who gosh, says no? That'd be great. Um, yeah, it's really going to boil down to who does the committee have at six. And if everything were to stay the same, it would be Iowa State and Oklahoma. And that game is yeah. going to be. I'm, I'm protesting even the playing of that game. I refuse to acknowledge its existence just because of how blatantly overrated Iowa State oh is. Oh, my God. It's brutal. They're number seven in the rankings, and Indiana is 12. Give me a break. I'm not watching that game this week. It is 
disgusting that they're even that high. I don't care what happens. They're both two lost teams. It has no playoff implications. I, I'm not watching it. But Owen, it's gonna be at uh, no. It's gonna be at AT and T Stadium in Ireland. There is one other game that I will watch this weekend, and I've got a bold take for you. It's not even a bold take. It's just a fact. I'm sorry to do this to you, but I have some intel. Coastal what? Carolina is not gonna finish the season undefeated, bud. No. Coastal Carolina is that losing is this weekend foul. to Louisiana Lafayette. It's not even a prediction. That it's is happening. Foul. That is Lula, a foul take. Lula is taking out the Shants this no, weekend. That is illegal. You are, I no, I dude, I had to, I had to tell you, get rocked. That I had to tell illegal. you right now. No, they 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 beat Lula in October fourteenth. Uh-huh. Yeah, they beat Kansas by fourteen too. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> go with this. You know, we wanted. Okay, yes, they just barely snuck by Troy last week. Barely. Uh, I mean, they uh, Grayson McCall Heisman candidate Grayson McCall. Mm, <laughs> let's chill out. Okay, but on the real, I I think. Coastal has a very decent chance to win that game. They are only 57% favored. They're still a favorite, though. From the Raging Cajuns. I uh, I think they're going to win. They beat BYU. I wouldn't be surprised. I do think they're still a favorite. I'm just telling you, I think Lula comes in this week, and they... And then the main they, difference is they played Lula in Lula. This time they're playing on the teal turf. This is going to be a hype game. You win this game, you're pretty much guaranteed a solid bowl game. Yeah. Uh I know college football predictions has them at the New Orleans Bowl, which which Ooh. seems kind of. I saw one that had them at the Camellia Bowl. Kind of nutty, but the New Orleans Bulls played at the Superdome. That's going to be the biggest stadium they've ever played at, and there's still an outside chance if Tulsa beats Cincy that they can sneak into a, a New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah. So you're right. While you, I, I think they're going to win. If they lose, they lose. It's whatever. But. Regardless, this team has had a great season. They beat Appalachian State, the team that was running the Sun Belt for the longest time. They go in, accept a game with BYU, and beat them. That's another big win. So regardless, win or lose. That's just a Chad move as a program right there. To to schedule the game two days before and then go out and beat, you know, the number one. I think it was 12 team in the the country at the time. But I think regardless, the rooster lives on. The Oh, yeah. It's it's been a great season. They've got a future there. So I'm going to go... We're talking a week from now. I'm going to say my playoff four is going to be Bama one. I'm going to go as much as I want to take Notre Dame two. I, I don't think they're going to win. I'm going to go Clemson two, Notre Dame three, A&M four. Oh, wow. You're saying Ohio State gets bumped out. I, 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 I This is what I think okay. and what I hope. Okay. I, I'm thinking. So you're Ohio. thinking Notre Dame Clemson for, for all the marbles. Third time's the charm. I I don't want to see. Is it is the two three game the Rose Bowl? That's the Rose is Bowl. Oh, Notre Dame Clemson in the Rose Bowl. That, I would love to see that. I would. And, and now when it comes to the committee, I mean that's a third time you're playing a game. I I would be actually I'm gonna think it's gonna be hard pressed for the committee to accept that. I think Notre Dame gets bumped all the way to the four. But are you really it, gonna put A and M at yeah, three? Yeah, if it happens, it happens. I would. One I would absolutely put Notre Dame at the three if they deserve to be at the three. Yeah. I don't know if they take into account the fact that they've already played twice. If anything, that should be more of an indicator. You split the regular season series, okay? Play in the playoffs. Yeah, Winner a little. It's kind of like a boxing match. Yeah, when they split it, you know, best of, it's best of three. So I, I, I would love to see that. It'd be really, okay. it'd be really crazy. I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. What I'm gonna you? say also Bama one. I don't think Bama loses to Florida. I think it could be close. Although that would be nutty. That would be nutty. I think Kyle Trask is gonna have a good game. I think Kyle Trask is gonna solidify the Heisman in that game. I don't know if he's gonna carry them to a victory, but I think he's gonna play well. But I'm still going to go Bama at the one, winning a close game against Florida. I'm going to go Clemson at two, beating Notre Dame by at least two touchdowns. I'm going to put 
Ohio State reluctantly at the three, mm. beating Northwestern in a close game. And, and I, as much as I hate to say it, it's not where I would put them, but I think it's where the playoff puts them. And then Notre Dame at four and with one loss to Clemson. And then I think a first-round exit to Bama. That's he, that's the pessimistic would, Notre Dame fan in me, and, and, and that's the, that's the, the realistic part of me. I yeah, think. Re, I mean, whoever plays Bama in the first round, they're going to get shellacked. Yeah, Bama's the clear Bama's got one. Bama's got two Heisman contenders in, on their offense, and we forget they're without Waddle right now. Yeah, they're so. they're missing Waddle, and they're still <laughs> they haven't missed a beat. They still have Devontae Smith and Mechie. I mean, they're they're fine. So I think whoever plays Bama in the first round, good luck. Yeah, um, whoever plays Bama, period, good luck. I would, I would just love to see a and in, in, in a college for right. Would, that's would, that's kind of what I want to see. I would love man. to see Jimbo get rocked in the in the, <laughs> in the Sugar Bowl. That'd be great. I would, and that, and that's good it's it's funny too because we know so many people at AM and I feel like if AM were to make it to the playoff and lose to Bama, I don't think a single person at AM would be sad or kind of shaken up matter. about it. They would be happy. They people just would to just be, be wearing that college football. Playoff they would merch they would wear the college nuts. football playoff semifinal merch for years. Mm-hmm. And then then again, regardless. You're gonna have Nike's gonna dominate. Um, Adidas might get an op- another opportunity if if A and M makes it. So mm-hmm. just based on the branding, uh, Notre Dame. This is big for Under Armour. That's why they spend oh, yeah. all that money. Under Armour is gonna get a shot, put their branding on Notre mm-hmm. Dame stuff. And I hope they come back with what they wore the last time they were in the playoff with the actual like gold. Um, oh yeah, blue jerseys. Those were cold. So imagine uh, if they go green for the playoff. Oh, I'd go green down. and orange on the field. Notre Dame, Clemson. Mm-mm-mm. Wow, that would be sexy. That would in, be. in a sense, um, not sexy. Uh, we're going to close out NCAA, but not sexy is the Houston Texans. Um, what was that? Pain. We got to we got to shut down Deshaun Watson. It's, it, it's bad at this it, point. It, and Deshaun said that he wants to keep playing. I love the kid's heart. I love his heart. But at this point, what are you playing for? Don't yeah. have a first round pick. Don't have a second. Round I don't. Pick. Heart means nothing right now. You're four and nine. What you should be doing is using your head and realizing I'm super valuable to this team. I can't go out with an ACL or a concussion that's going to come back next season and be recurring. I I can't get hurt right now. I am this team's jewel. And it was it was a very ugly. Oh yeah, there He's was been a, there sacked was a, like 13 times the past two weeks. And we, there was a lot of a sense of scaredness. Um, we're on the goal line. Deshaun gets sacked, and he's oh, on yeah. the ground. Wins. I just pain. started cringing. And it's like we were waiting. Looked we were like waiting he got hit. The, looked like he got hit in the nuts. It turns out he actually got hit in his elbow. He was trying to regain feeling on the bench of his elbow. And then after that, we put him back out there in like a thirty-six to seven. You're game. down by twenty-six. What are we doing? What are you doing? Just put in McCarron and let him hand the ball off to Buddy Howell three times. Yeah. Or I don't even want to. Like anytime, Duke Johnson any- was banged up, wasn't even taking all the snaps. I mean, we really did see just a, a bunch of Buddy Howell today. Chad Hansen was back on the field. Steven Mitchell at wide receiver. You know, the household name. It's household name, yeah. Steven I mean, Mitchell? Yeah. Yeah. Big big Steve. We know him. Yeah. Hansen, Mitchell. Yeah, I mean, these, these, we got yeah, we're covering them all. We're covering you know? them all. Yeah. It, it, it's it's not even funny at this point. We made Mitchell Trubisky look like I don't even want to say I mean th- th- this is what Mitchell Trubisky is going to use when yeah. they want to bench him next year yeah. like, hey but hey but I-, I put 36 up against the Texans yeah. and, and, and I look good and I was 8 for 8 to begin the game I, w- I just want to see Bears fans use this as like the see we did the right thing drafting Trubisky yeah. no. Trubisky's whole career has led up to this moment he finally gets to play against Deshaun Watson and he beats the bricks off him. yeah um, and, and then they were talking they said uh they said that the Harlan said that this is 
a young career for Trubisky. When Watson has played the same amount of seasons and yeah. so has Mahomes, not yeah. really a young career. I mean, these guys are established stars. Yeah, they're established. And this players kid's in the just league. sitting on the bench. I mean, it, I don't even understand it. Nagy's probably gone at the end of the year. Yeah. Trubisky, who knows? I mean, this is like the second coming of Blake Bortles. When it, it's just like a very dumbfounded. Yeah, move. it's only it's only a young career for him because he spent half the season on the bench to Nick Foles. Yeah. Big Dick Nick. Big Dick Nick. Love to see it. Um. So yeah, Texans pain. Who yep. knows? I, I I might not even watch the rest of the season to be honest with you. I really. I say that, and I'll probably have it on, but I'm not really gonna pay attention. I don't um, care. Andy Dalton. Revenge game. Revenge game. Uh, the Bengals are not good. No, they but, suck. Hey, the Cowboys aren't good, and they won the football game. There you go. Blew so, them out. It was a big, big victory. Big Vic for uh for them, and that that's good for the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. The NFC East is kind of being a little weird. Uh, hey, Washington's almost at 500 now. WFT, man. They're working their way up WFT. There. That's the team. If you if you switch the T yeah. and the F, it's WTF. Hey, it's Dwayne Haskins' team again, too, now. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, Alex See Smith. Alex Smith, Smith shapes up in the next week. Down. And anytime he's down, it hurts. I know after they, they turned the ball over... He had like a, a cast around his, his oh, bad yeah. leg. I was like, oh my god. Feels no. like feels like every week too. He's just got like blood stains all up and down his leg because they've got the white pants. Like it feels it's like every week you're just watching Alex Smith and you're like, God. But why is good, he I out mean, there? it's good for him to get back on the field, I guess. Yeah, um, good for him men- mentally. I'm saying that's really I guess. good for his mental health. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, eh, you know, I, I think the big issue this week is Dan Bailey. I mean, that was. Ugly. Are we going to kick field goals or are we not? And this is a conversation I've had with you many times. Started with Zane Gonzalez. If you're an NFL kicker, you're one of the 32. We're just going to assume that you're one of the 32 best kickers in the country. Hey, after that performance, I don't know if he makes the cut. I, 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 I you should be able to make easy field goals. Yeah. And, and and let's talk about the Jets. I mean, the Jets obviously were not in the game to begin with yeah. against the Seahawks, but their kicker had like three attempts to kick a field goal. Mm-hmm. Wide right, wide left, three wide points left. out of it. Um, hey, that, you know who didn't happen. miss a kick this week? Sarah Fuller, signer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two for we didn't two. Even shout out Sarah Fuller. Two for two. Two, for two. two points. More. That's more points than I will ever score. That's more points than I will ever score too. Big, Big up Sarah Fuller. Um, but yeah, Dan Bailey got to put those in. Bears Vikings next week. That's going to be a good game. Um, yeah. huge for the for the playoffs too. They're both six and seven, right on the edge of the wild card. Yeah, that's going to be that a- was that was a big game that the Vikings needed to win too. They win that game, they have a wild card spot over the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. And now instead they're on the outside looking well, in, and they're really yeah, it's an uphill battle for them now too. Exactly. Um, really crazy thing is uh, is uh, Hassan Reddick, yeah. Cardinals defensive lineman, defensive end, five sacks, yeah. three force fumbles. Jesus, are you nuts? I I really nuts? thought that was a stat line that hadn't happened before. It actually did happen in December of two thousand two. Apparently, Vonnie really? Vonnie Holiday. Vonnie Five sacks and three, yeah, the house I, I, for the Green Bay Packers against the Buffalo Bills. That is actually five sacks, just, three forced fumbles. That is nuts. Can you? And speaking fun. of the NFC least, Daniel Jones was back in that game, and he just absolutely had a had a an absolute banger of a game. Just, oh man! Oh, Danny it was dies. terrible. He got benched again, unless he was hurt. I just saw Colt McCoy out there at the end of the game, and I was like, oh no, he's what two happened? weeks away from being two weeks away. Yeah, uh, not. I think you're better off starting Colt McCoy. Oh, absolutely. The, hey, the they were on a winning streak with Colt McCoy. That's I all mean, I got to say. Hook to ha- have they lost with Colt McCoy? Nope. And that's nope. all we need to say. Um, I think McCoy 
Just well, nice. ignore the fact that the third force fumble was on McCoy. Ah, but hey, it was, <laughs> but hey. It was the third. I mean, he was yeah, just, it was, was it was garbage time. Like, it was garbage yeah, time. Yeah, he no. gave him the ball because like he didn't want the offense to get hurt. Um, but yeah, I think that you're better off if you want to make the playoffs. It's going to be on the backs of Colt McCoy, not Daniel Jones, which yeah. is something sad to say because Daniel Jones is supposed to be your Messiah. Um, that's not happening. And they're in a situation like the Dolphins are in too, where I feel like the Dolphins' best chance, especially after a game today. Where Tua did look good. I'll give mm-hmm. him that. He looked good, and they almost pulled off a victory against the Chiefs. I think the Dolphins' best chance to make any sort of playoff run is with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't think it's in the interest of the team to do it for their future, just like I think it would be stupid for the Giants to bench Daniel Jones at this point. But, I, I mean, if those teams really do want to make a run, it's going to be with those players. Exactly. So, um, we'll see. I think yeah. the highlight for me of the week was Jalen Hurts looking really good. H-Town oh, representing. Yeah. He looked going great. Going into his first interview and media availability with the Astros hat on. People talking people talking crap. And here comes Jalen Hurts throwing up the H sign. I mean, this kid's heat. Repping for the city, and I he love to good. see it. He made, he made one rookie mistake at the end of the game. He gave the Saints the ball back, fumbled it on a... I guess a quarterback like option play almost mm-hmm. at the end of the game gave the Saints a chance to come back and they nearly did. That onside kick was close too. They mm-hmm. almost recovered it. But other than that, the first three quarters, he looked great. Mm-hmm. He was really good. Had over a hundred rushing yards, almost like a Michael Vick type. Mm-hmm. You know, not not a ton of passing yards. He had a couple touchdowns in the air. But just really managing the game well as a quarterback. Yeah, and in quarterback carousel pretty much this whole NFL week, we saw Minshew Mania. Yeah, back. Gardner Minshew's your boy. Back. Minshew. My man. He your looked boy. good, too. Uh, you're, a whole, a whole lot better than Mike Glennon. Glennon. Gee, why did they have Mike Glennon out Big there instead of him? Big neck Glennon. I mean, that, that, Glennon's neck's about twice God, the size giant. of an average NFL or an giant. average person's neck. I mean, that thing is large. But Gardner Minshew's mustache is also so Counterpoint. I mean, the the, the Jags. That right, thing is thangin'. It's thangin', for sure. I mean, you got your trio of Glennon, Luton, and Minshew. That's probably got to be top three trio of Toon Squad NFL You just like, if you like add them together, just put all three of them into one player, I feel like they almost become an NFL, NFL caliber quarterback. Yeah. Like they're almost there. It's kind of like an MLB The Show when you get like these bad cards. You can ter- trade the cards. Yeah, in you like trade them in for someone new. Yeah. Better. If you were to take three of them, I think you'd probably get like yeah. a silver eighty-two. Yeah, you're like a seventy-eight. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good attribute, right? There. Yeah, seventy-eight, like a, a high bronze. Like a, yeah, like a mid-level throw power. You've got like some nice throw accuracy mid. You're gonna make some nice throws up the middle of the field. The DJ Chark, but like it's really. I mean, the the highlight of that season for the Jaguars has to be James Robinson, quickest yeah. quickest undrafted rookie running back to a thousand rushing yards. Uh, he's just been outstanding for them he's he's saved that mm-hmm. offense or any any sort of uh dignity for that offense this season they're still one in 12 but he's been good yeah a team of no dignity and a team that I, I was going in very high on this week was the the raiders oh yeah colts go in and they they handily won that football yeah. game and the raiders dc's fired i was kind of the opposite of you after that raiders jets taste like i i have to assume that left kind of a sour taste in the raiders mouth because i think they know they were handed that game against a team who's not going to win a game this season. Yeah. And and I like we said, I think the Jets threw that game. I will still, you know, I will die on that hill. I think the Jets did that on purpose. And but the Raiders come into this game having just essentially lost to an 0-12 team and playing against a division leading, or tied for the division lead, playing for the division lead because the, the Titans and the Colts are in the tightest battle for any division in, in football right now. I mean, the Colts have something to play for. The Raiders are kind of on their heels after that. 
I, I didn't expect much from from John Gruden's squad. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't expect it to be that bad where they would have to fire the DC, but I think the downfall of the Raiders started with the loss against Kansas City because they could have easily won that football yeah. game. And the soft zone killed them there, and they've mm-hmm. just been on a downward spiral. And if and it, uh, imagine you know the momentum shift you have there if you go in and beat Kansas City twice, you're the only team that's beat them, and you've beat them twice. You go into a game against the Jets where you know all of a sudden you're you're all the way you're on cloud nine you're ready to go in and stomp on this team move on to the next one big game against the Colts and all of a sudden you're fighting for a wild card spot and now instead they've kind of just snowballed yeah it's time to pack up shop for them and it's, yeah it's sad I think they're they they have opportunities they're, they're another very, team that has very, the weapons they're a very young team too yeah that's that's one thing they're a very young team Josh so, Jacobs Henry Ruggs I even even Waller's relatively young at tight end is. Car, your answer at quarterback. I'm assuming it's going to have to be. I think so for the time being. Yeah, yeah. Especially because they don't have like a top ten pick in this draft. They're mm-hmm. going to have a, a mid first round pick. Uh, I, I think all the at least good quarterback prospects are going to be good are going to be gone by then. I mean, they're they're not going to have any 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 Trevor Lawrence is falling to them or any you know Justin Fields falling to them. So I, I think they're probably going to have to ride that one out for now. And and he's not a bad quarterback. Don't don't get me wrong. He's not terrible. Yeah, I can see them actually taking like Samuel Cosme out of Texas as an offensive line. I, I can see, see them that. just showing up see their O line. I could. I could see that for them. I think they're gonna have like a pick around like the thirteen to eighteen range. Yeah. I can see them taking Cosme from Texas. For that's sure. A, that's a big boy. Big that's body. a good pick. Uh, Lucas out of Washington State. Some some names. Just yeah. big. I think that's something Gruden wants is a rough and tough football team. That's oh, absolutely. Go be in your face. Yeah. I, he wants to win the trenches, and they ha- they already have the the big names. They've got like I said, they've got rugs at wide receiver. You know, they've got the yeah, hard hitting safety with Jonathan Abram. Like they've got the flashy, yeah, the flashiness. They spent already. the last three drafts just focusing in on skill players. Yeah. So I think it's it's time. It, for it's time to, to build the trenches. Yeah. So they're gonna get either a D lineman or a lineman. I think they're gonna get a very big bulk up, and that's gonna be good. And, you know, big ups to the Chargers for winning a game oh yeah you know, it was a battle of who's gonna blow it the most Chargers <laughs> and the Chargers tried at halftime and they try it oh, oh my what, 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 we, we talked about <laughs> Anthony Lynn what was it a week ago yeah a week or two ago that was absolutely the stupid. play the play calling the the clock management and then now he's outdone himself he he's now the special teams head of special teams yeah. for his team because he fires a special teams coordinator yeah. and they run a play there's six seconds on and the, the the field goal units running on it worked and like a Herbert's jo- it was just absolutely just a cluster well i mean what disgusting. are you what are you if you have 20 seconds left do you really expect to be able to run the ball and if you don't get it get the whole field goal unit out and snap and kick it oh and they still snapped it too yeah they still snapped oh it yeah they like still snapped it with like yeah they had like it's 20 like, on the field doing? but it's just it, it's I, ugly yeah it really is uh they, they've won i mean the bottom line is you just have to throw on that third and one they ran it up the middle yeah. on the third and one thinking they were going to get the first down and be able to spike it i assume to get the to get the kicking unit out and and they kind of just have to realize if you run it and you don't get it you're not you are screwed you're screwed so, and especially if you have a guy like eckler in the backfield who has nine catches a game anyways just run him out in the flat and exactly. complete a pass for two yards and then spike exactly. it that's all you have to do and that's what i do in ncaa football yeah exactly Quick slants come on yeah. let's be real i mean i and they don't do that it's 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 ridiculous honestly but i don't know anthony lynn probably won't have a job for much He's longer not have a job um but they won I mean, yeah. hey, I mean, hey, that, that, the that Falcons bad, blew it more won. than them. Uh, Matt Ryan was not happy, visibly frustrated. Yeah, and I would be too. Not optimal yeah. for him. Um, yeah, Steelers lose again to the 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 uh, the Billies. They're on a losing streak. The Billies. Who would have thought? Josh Allen, my boy. MVP Josh Allen. Uh, my question fan- mark. My fantasy team is dead. Aw. The king has died. Aw. Rex Specs is over. I won. Um, congratulations. Thanks, um, 
yeah, no points from a Giants defense and no points from Noah Fant, a late scratch. Yeah, with I saw an that. Illness. With an illness. Poor guy. Kidding me? Prayers um, up. Prayers up, Noah. Prayers up, Noah Fant. Uh, <laughs> prayers up for the Rex Specs who are, who are dead. Yeah, my fantasy team was carried by my guy, Derrick Henry. Oh, wow. 215 rushing yards, two touchdowns. I don't know if you saw. Oh, that's just one. And uh, Ridley also in that, that garbage game against the chargers had 26 or something so mm. i i was good to go for the week i i'm in a good position as long as marquise brown doesn't have like three touchdowns tonight on monday night uh which i don't see happening yeah i don't see but happening we'll either. see uh we do have uh the chiefs and packers won their division so yeah. big ups to them clinching playoff spots yeah. and then closing out uh if, if you're the washington football team you want a football game you did not score an offensive touchdown in yeah. two defensive touchdowns yeah. they have the division lead in the nfc least uh six that, and seven that's that's the battle of the worst hey if they make it to seven and seven can we call them the nfc least anymore if they have a 500 team yeah, you remember it, it's it's you remember they were talking about it the there have been two losing record playoff teams in nfl history and both of them won a game mm-hmm. the last one was that seahawks team with it was the game where the marshawn lynch had the beast mode oh run. that's right that was the, the last time week. that a lower than 500 team went to the playoffs and it was that game and then wasn't the T- I know the Tebow team was like eight and eight or something. Yeah, the Tebow team was down there. I don't know if they were seven and nine. I want to say they were eight and eight. And then of course the Hail Mary. Love yeah, to see it. Beautiful. Big team Tebow guy. Um, but yeah, that's what we got in the NFL. Yeah, mostly pain. But let's root on the NFC East. That's what I'm going to go with. I'm yeah. going to go with the N- NBA starting the preseason though. I'm, I'm going to get hyped for that. And the Rockets are fun to watch. This Rockets team is fun. And I don't. And we haven't even seen James Harden. And I think we we were past the six stage five. How many stages of grief we're in? We're in the one where we really yeah. don't care about James Harden anymore. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I'm kind of indifferent toward him. Don't care. And we even saw that in the interviews. I think the players kind of feel the same way. Yeah. I forget who it was that asked the question, but they asked it to John Wall. They basically, I mean, the gist of the question was, "What do you have to say to James Harden?" And and he basically said, like, it was after the first preseason game when we looked great. And I know the second one was a little bit rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played the bench guys a lot more. I mean, you had KJ Martin out there getting significant minutes. It didn't look pretty, especially in that fourth quarter. It was ugly. But our our guys who are actually going to get rotation minutes have looked good in the preseason. And oh, John yeah. Wall basically just said, like, you know, look at us. Like, why aren't you buying in? Yeah. Like, it's on James just, right now. Yeah. All you have to do is look at what we're doing on the court and realize this team is a contender when everyone is buying in. So, And, and he is coming back to practice today. Supposedly. Uh, we'll probably, by the time you listen to this, he will probably potentially have media availability. So we might have a James Harden interview. Yeah. By that the would be, after that you would listen be great. This, which would be great. Or, you know, bold take, maybe James Harden gets trade. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to say. <laughs> no. Um, I don't think he gets traded. It would be year. funny if we post this podcast and as you're listening to it, James Harden gets traded. That'd be fun. At me if this doesn't actually you know prove to be true, but James Harden will not get traded this year. I don't think so either. I think he's going to, I mean, we, we, Hakeem Olajuwon, not to make comparisons, but uh, uh, comparisons. But Hakeem asked for a trade in 1992. We didn't trade him. Didn't happen. And two years later, we won. Two championships him. later, so he was still a Rocket. Is James Harden going to win a ring with the Rockets? That is that is yet to be said. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> not if Talon Horton Tucker has something to say oh, about yeah. it. Uh, yeah, fake Woj account says that the Rockets <laughs> offered James Harden a 2022 first round pick for Talon Horton Tucker, and the Lakers declined. Um, Taylor Horton Tucker in two games against the Clippers, uh, he got 31. Yeah. Uh, tonight or He's Sunday night. The guy's a freak. And this is a guy who who play, who who he actually got some run in the series yeah. against the Rockets. He did in, the in, in garbage time in those last couple games when the Rockets were kind of just out of it. Talon Horton Tucker was coming off the bench, lighting us up. 
absolutely crazy. I, he looked good. I mean, he looked tired too. I mean, this guy's getting minutes. Oh yeah, he, he gets gassed. love. Gets love from LeBron on that, Twitter. Uh, that that Jimmy Butler, there. that Jimmy Butler picture. That was Horton Tucker tonight. He, yeah. he finished with thirty three. So uh, crazy. Early MVP favorite, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. Preseason MVP, Taylor yeah. Horton Tucker. There's Locking no summer in. league this year, so we can't have a summer league MVP where you hype them up and then they're not actually that good. Last year was Brandon Clark. Uh, this year, it'll be Taylor Horton Tucker. That's your preseason MVP. Uh, everyone thinks he's going to be great. He probably won't do much in the regular season. I'm just bursting your bubble right now. Oh, he, he looks good. I think he's going to have good rotation minutes. LeBron said he's the real deal. Tweets out, this guy's got, got, got it. I don't know yeah. what it is, but he's got. I mean, it. hey, prove me wrong. Um, I think we, actually we, don't. We forgot to say something on about the Rockets Bulls back to back. We saw Cristiano Felicio. Play. Oh, the best player in the that NBA. is an MVP. That is an absolute MVP. unit of an of a human. All right, so Felicio, 6'10", 270, power forward, Out one of point Brazil. five rebounds, two assists. You know what his plus or minus was? Let's hear it. Plus. 10 against oh, the Rockets. Wow. Get this guy some big boy minutes. And, you know, the, just closing out. Emphasis Rock- on big. The Rockets didn't have a great game. But once Not again, second you're, game, no. They, they, they were playing the Bulls, okay, with scrubs. Yeah. I mean, like, we watched that fourth quarter together. I mean, it was, at one point, it was, we didn't even know who Broderick Thomas was until we had to look at the box score. Broder. Uh, and then, yeah, on top of that, we had Trevlin Queen. Uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. KJ. Um, Bruno Caboclo. Mason, Mason Jones and Bruno Caboclo with Bruno, Chris Clemens. Bruno Caboclo on Friday night had himself a ball game. Oh, he did. Um, he was, but he did not have a ball wetty. game on Sunday night. Yeah. Um, David Nwaba is going to turn out to be a really good. David Nwaba is a huge plus out of the preseason. I think he might even be the brightest spot out of all the Rockets in the preseason, mm-hmm. apart from maybe John Wall. So we have two, two more. Uh, preseason games for the Rockets and then the season starts on the 22nd uh with Clippers Lakers on TNT I think one of the highlights was uh Trez Montrez Harrell in his first game as a Mm -hmm. Laker P-Bev's on the on the bench just just trash talking oh it's great he's good though wasn't he because I mean him and Bev they they're they're like two piece in a pod and then Bev said he's blindsided and now it's it's kind of like a rival. I mean, the same city but different team. That's yeah. kind of a crazy thing to be in. But uh, yeah, Taylor Horton Tucker. Somebody uh, retire his jersey for yeah. the next week and then and, uh, never do it again. Yeah, and we weren't even able to talk about it because it happened after last week's podcast. But Leangelo Ball has been signed and waived in the past week by the so, Detroit Pistons. So congratulations, Leangelo, and uh, rest in peace, Leangelo Ball's NBA career. In a matter of a week. Yeah. We got we we got some we got two pictures of him. Yeah, we got a picture of him in the in the piston shooting shirt in the layup lines, and he's gonna call it a day. Now he's back to uh, being with Lebar. Ball in the family. Yeah, ball in the family. Underrated show on Facebook. Watch (laughs) underrated. Big fan of Ball. Hey, he's going to get that picture of him in the Pistons warm-up, though. He's framing that in his living room. Heck, yeah. That's going to be a hell of a story to tell one mm-hmm. day. Hey, did hey. you about that one time I played? I know Lonzo the- and LaMelo are both in the Hall of Fame, but hey, I, I was, was in, in a shooting shirt one time. Yeah, I was in a layup line. I was with, in the layup line with, with the Detroit Pistons with, in the 2020 preseason. Yeah, with Jeremy Grant and Blake Griffin and Miles Plumley. Yeah. Yes. There you go. That's going to get me hype. Beautiful. So, yeah, not a lot to talk about in the NBA. Preseason started. Let's get hype. Um, but let's get hype about the hot stove getting a little hot. Uh, Just a little bit. Carlos Santana to the Royals. That's a good – that's a sneaky – the Royals are kind of being sneaky, sneaky with their moves. Uh, 
going to try to compete with Mike Matheny. New ownership in Kansas City. Uh, also new ownership in New York with the Mets. James McCann to the Mets. Four years, $40 million. Which is a super significant signing because, one, he's a great hitting catcher, super mm-hmm. underrated, like a 300 hitter type. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's going to hit 300 for you. And also, I know the Mets were big on Real Muto. Uh, saving that money by not signing Real yes. Muto, I think uh, you and I both agree almost guarantees that they're going to get either Bauer or Springer. Which is big for them. And McCann, this is two years after being uh, non-tender by the Tigers, signs with the White Sox, proves yeah. himself. Completely turned his career around backstop in Chicago. Them. And uh, finds his, he gets a $40 million deal. Only yep. other player to get above $10 million was his former teammate, Yasmani Grandal of the White Sox. So uh, big ups to McCann getting his bag. Um, but I think the more the higher likelihood for me is going to be seeing Springer to the Mets. The Mets have been all over Springer from the beginning yeah, of I think so. uh, camp. And I think he's a, he's a better fit for them. Yeah. Uh, but then again, Bauer, I mean, that's just a crazy pitching's rotation i don't even want to think about it that's going to be crazy and, and literally no one knows what bauer is going to do i know he shouted out angels fans a couple weeks ago on twitter but like trevor bauer is just going to wake up one day and decide where he wants to play and, I don't and know until he... that morning no one not even trevor bauer will know who he's going to play for watching trevor bauer's vlogs are it is, very interesting he's 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 just a unicorn man yeah, he's a maverick you will not know who he's going to sign for until he set until he decides in his own head because he wakes up one morning and decides you know there's a good restaurant in in new york i might as well go play for the mets and that, that's how bauer is um yeah. he did have a video not that this means anything but he had trevor bauer's top five uh fan base free agency he called it my top trevor bauer's top five free agency destinations but it wasn't that it was he ranked the fan bases on how creative and good they were number one the angels the angels let's get hype okay um let's just i I, i'm gonna give you a hypothetical okay so would you rather if you're perry maniason new gm of the angels would you rather have only trevor bauer or would you rather have a combination of a a, a tier two starting pitcher so let's let's hypothetically say you sign kluber and tanaka would you rather have that or bauer and some lower level starting pitchers well i'd take bauer i'd take bauer too Especially when you got innings eaters galore in that in that I mean, system. Have- the, the Angels don't have an ace right now. They just have a bunch of innings eaters. So you've already got Bundy and Heaney who can fill out the back end of that rotation. Do they still have Tehran too? No, he's he's a free agent. Oh, he's a free- no, Aww. he he he's dumb. Aww. I don't like him. I think your rotation with Bauer is going to go Bauer Heaney. Um, don't forget about they have Griffin Canning. Still? Griffin Canning. Oh. Canning with the give him the World Series the at this up, point. The changeup and don't forget about our draft pick Reed Detmers who oh, yeah. is ready. He he almost made he's an a MLB piece? appearance. I think he he's a legitimate guy that can either come out of the pen or be a starter. Yeah. I think he's a very solid guy. And if he doesn't work out, you can always just have Mike Trout pitch. Oh yeah, I mean, and, and he'll play. He'll just DH. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think the Angels are really in on Bauer. I think this is something that needs to be addressed. Uh, scary Perry, Perry Manias and your GM yeah. is going to be someone that you, this is a big year for the angels uh, in, in a year that's going to be, it, it's the AL West is in flux right now. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the AL West, David Dahl, uh, surprisingly non-tendered by the Rockies signs with the Rangers. That's a sneaky. He did, yeah. Yeah. He had another good season last year. And but, I, um, I don't know what the Rockies are thinking. I, I, this is going to be a year where there's going to be a lot of budget budget cutting. Yeah. Um. I I do like that move. I still think the Rangers are mediocre. They have no pitching. They yeah. just got rid of Lance Lynn. I they don't have Corey. Don't Kluber. expect them to compete. I, I don't. Uh, going going back to Springer though, I still I don't know. I I would like for your scenario to happen just for the sake of your mental health. 
that the bower that oh the my bower, gosh i would cry I would you know cry to the angels tears. thing does happen and you're able to cry your real man tears but i almost feel like springer to red Sox is too good to be true like yeah. i even since like since the season ended the day the season ended and george springer stepped on the field for probably the last time as a houston astro from that moment until now it's been springer to the red Sox in my head and mm-hmm. i don't want to switch that now just because the mets go out and sign mccann Maybe they just decided they don't want to, you know, and I and I know Cohen said he's willing to spend the money on whoever, but maybe they've decided, you know, they're going to go after McCann and go after some other big guy, mm-hmm. but not. They're going to get one of Springer and Bauer. And see, I, I think so too, but I think they very well, now that they've got like a, a position player, essentially, they've got McCann, why not fill out the battery and go after and get Bauer? And I True. think that could be their mentality right now. Because then, you especially because to, they're having to compete with the Red Sox for Springer. I feel I'm like. going to say that you can you can pair Bauer with like a Starling Marte, and that 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 fits perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. That uh, just uh, you know a mid level outfielder exactly. who's not like going Marte, to be a star. Ozuna's also Marcelo yeah. Ozuna. I mean, these are, even these go after guys. Brantley mm-hmm. on on like a two year deal to fill out that outfield. That'd be, that'd be. I mean, I mean, are they are they doing the universal DHing in this year? That that's still yet to be said. It's okay. still in limbo. Because so, there's another. If they if um, they do the universal DH, sign Michael Brantley and have him be a left fielder slash DH when you need it. I exactly. Mean, I, the the possibilities are endless for Steve Cohen. I think the Mets are trending in the right direction either way. Uh, like I said, I hope Bauer goes to the Angels. I think that would be. A, a great fit for him as it well is. and you know everybody says bowers la kid but you, they, for the sake of mike trout i hope he goes it, to la though it's it's anaheim though it's not like yeah it, it's close but it's not they're not so, in downtown la i mean bower grew up in downtown LA. i want to say he grew up in like the pasadena area um so i mean that's about an hour drive yeah but still still a ucla close. guy um, um, for the sake of Mike Trout, for the sake of Mike Trout, and for the sake of for the, the love damn of God, Angels, just give him a good give, team. Give me, okay, we give was, Mike we, Trout anything to we work with. We wanted Garrett Cole last year. We got Anthony Rendon. Great signing. Not not arguing about it. This year, it's pitching or bust. Yeah. You can't say that we're in on DJ LeMahieu yeah. when you already have David Fletcher and you just traded for Jose Iglesias. Especially because uh, Shohei is quickly turning out to really not be a pitcher in the MLB. Yeah. Just just purely based off of arm problems that, that he's had over the past couple of seasons, I really don't think he can be used in a pitching position this season. And I think if they try to, they're bringing him back into it too quickly. Exactly. If they so, want any chance of him ever playing pitcher again. It's going to be crazy. So we'll see. I'm hoping we get some deals done before the end of the year. I would love to see that. Yeah. Um, but another thing I love seeing is, yeah, the Blue Buds aren't doing too well in the NCAA college basketball circuit, but Notre Dame beats Kentucky. That's yeah. still a big victory for Calipari hot seat. Calipari, eh, no, I don't want to go that far. <laughs> but uh, Kentucky's one and four. And are, are you on the? I know we were talking about it earlier. Are you on the Kentucky below five hundred train? I will be on the K- Kentucky below five hundred train. Wow, what SEC teams do you think take them out? I know Missouri looked good. Missouri took out Illinois the yeah, other day. I, I'm gonna go Missouri's with Missouri. Great. Sneaky in that SEC. Tennessee, I think, is sneaky. Um, they've got potential. Auburn, got, maybe. Uh, oh yeah, Pearl and Auburn. I think that that that's also. I think the SEC is gonna be. And eh, I, you know, I think. I, I, I a few days ago, yeah, Kentucky. Kentucky ceiling, I think, is plus or minus three or four wins above 500 yeah and a few days ago it's sad too because a few days ago i probably would have put florida above them too and now i honestly don't know what to think because i mean obviously super super sad what happened the other day Keontae johnson going down on the court he he is their best player that's the reality of the situation which and and i know they yeah they held on against florida state later in that game uh i know 
you know, Leonard Hamilton said, you know, the Florida State coach, he said, Florida said they wanted to continue playing. I would have stopped playing if they wanted to. Uh, but my understanding was that they wanted to finish the game. And, you know, they they kept it close. You know, props to Florida for, for going out and having the heart to even, you know, play after something like that happens. But, you know, we'll see how they battle back from that. I assume they're not going to have Keontae Johnson for the rest of the season. I think it would be a miracle for him to for, mm-hmm. for him to touch the court this year. Uh, they're, they're another team who could potentially steal one against Kentucky, though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm trying to think who else is in there. I don't think LSU has much of a... Much of a shot, maybe, maybe, but I I don't see them contending too much. I don't see Alabama contending. Uh, I don't see Texas A and M contending. Mm-mm. But I I really do think it's going to be tough for Kentucky to keep a 500 record at this point. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the big thing. Uh, yeah. another big thing, Illinois losing. And yeah, as we mentioned, Illinois going down to Missouri. U of H uh, jumps onto uh, Goodman's top four, which is a big. That's thing. big. Uh, Kelvin Sampson and Co. When they're healthy, because I know Grimes has missed a game recently, mm-hmm. and uh, Sasser as well. So they they really need to get healthy. Same with Baylor. Baylor, the number two team in the country, was supposed to play my Longhorns today, but COVID. No. Uh, but yeah, conference play starts uh, this week. Yeah, got Kansas, Texas Tech, Iowa, Gonzaga. Um, got some good yeah. games this week. Yeah, CBS yeah. Sports Classic next week, and that Iowa Gonzaga game, number one against number three. Luca Garza. Luca Garza going up against the the Zags. Um, Mr. One, Frankenstein. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be a good yeah. week in college basketball. Before we like get into conference play, I think yeah. it's gonna be Texas. Texas is now. You know, we'll see if it happens next Sunday. They're supposed to play Oklahoma State. Cade Cunningham. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Greg it's, Brown against Cade Cunningham. It's gonna be a story. Uh, hopefully, they're game. actually able to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, one last thing is big ups to Remy Martin putting in thirty-one big points and oh, yeah. ASU sneaking past the lopes of grand canyon they needed a, the battle back a crowd of over yeah. 400 i yeah. think is what was allowed in where and this is grand canyon's national <laughs> championship and they i mean they were playing yeah. house music making it seem like there's not a pandemic going on yeah anyway they stayed in the game they were pretty they damn and, and that was the, that was a game arizona state really needed because it's against a mid-major one and arizona state coming off of a loss earlier in the week really needed to get back on track and i remy martin's an all-american yeah i he's, love remy martin he's amazing i love him i love him i love him i love him but yeah, my Longhorns haven't touched the court in a while. They beat Texas State last week. Nothing crazy. They've got Sam Houston State this week in the middle of the week. Uh, the Bearcats. So Bearcats and Bobcats. Yeah, Bearcats and Bobcats. And then the Cowboys next weekend. Hopefully they, you know, Matt Coleman goes out there, plays like he did in the Maui Invitational. We are set. We are That's all set. I gotta say. So close it out. Soccer MLS Cup. Columbus Crew champions. Big, Big up. ups to them. Winning the MLS Cup. Yeah. Columbus, Ohio. I'm not gonna lie, I wanted the Sounders to win. Yeah, I did too. But, but you know, you know, hopefully Columbus, the the crew, is the only team in Columbus that wins anytime soon. Let's pray for that one. I would love to see Ohio State losing. That, yeah. That's just my take. Go Wildcats. Go Wildcats. Go Cats. Go Pat Fitzgerald. The fighting, fighting Reese Davis's jinx. Um, but yeah, we had the Columbus Crew win. That's a big one. Uh, and this weekend, get hype for Saul Canelo Alvarez. Yes, sir. Under the Alamo Dome lights, I think it's going to be. I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with Canelo in five rounds. Okay. And then I don't think Callum Smith has a chance. I'm yeah, sorry. I don't think so either. Um, Canelo's going to win. I got Canelo. And uh, I would hope you do. I mean, that's that's the that's where you need to be. Yeah, I'm riding with uh with my boy. Puro Mexicano, Owen Kiska, Puro Mexicano. Um, 
Smith's he's going to beat Smith. Hopefully, look towards a trilogy fight with Triple G before be the nice. end of next year. Um, we could be seeing uh, Anthony Joshua, who beat uh, Pulev in a fifth round knockout. He could be finding his way into a Tyson a, Fury, a Tyson Fury unification even... fight or an undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. That's going to be a whale of a fight. Fury even calls him out on Instagram yeah, and Twitter. That. That's going to be good. Give um, me Fury all day. I'm going to go with oh, actually. I'll go Fury. Because yeah. I don't think I think Josh was just a pretty boy. Fury's gonna fight that's in the what trenches, I'm saying. and that's what he did against Wilder. He just put yeah. he put his body Fury on Wilder is a dog. and while he just he dragged yeah. him down. He just put his weight on him, and I think yeah. he can do that with Joshua. And we, I mean, Joshua was already shaky after he oh, yeah. lost to Andy Ruiz. And, and it's such a he's such a mentally tough person too. Uh, Fury. Yeah. He, if he'll, you've he'll if go. you've watched have you like watched any like the the documentaries, the interviews with him? Like it's crazy what kind of you know, mental struggles he's gone through in his boxing mm-hmm. career. He's and just to be able through. to, oh yeah, to be able to even be in this position. I, I think he's got uh, too much on the line, not just for others, but for himself to to lose at this point. Yeah. I, I think he goes out and just whoever he fights, I think I've got, I've got him. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to go with Fury. Uh, if that fight, if that fight happens, yeah, I'm going to run for that one in top rank boxing. So we'll see. Um, let's close it out. I'm going to do something new. Okay. By the time we talk next week, give me a non-college football hot take. A non-college football I'm hot gonna take. I'm going to go in the MLB, but I'm going to let you go. First. You're going in the MLB. I'm going to go. Give me. I don't know how hot this is because Iowa is the number three team in the country, but give me Iowa over Gonzaga. Ooh. Luca Garza is the best player in the country. I don't think anyone can dispute that at this point. Give me Luca Garza, uh, Fran Camp, and the rest of the uh, fighting Iowa Hawkeyes over the Zags. Okay. I'm going to go with George Springer will be signed to a team by the end of next week. Oh, wow. That's a that's a very hot take. And it's going to be the New York Mets. That is... I, I'm, I'm literally... On the sun right now. That's how hot my take is. Wow. Um, I'm going to go Springer to the You're Mets. You're in on Springer to the Mets, huh? Five years, over oh, wow. $120 million. He's even given us the, the contract details. That's big. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that. Okay. I'm going to end you with that. Have a good week, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in to Controlled Chaos. It means a lot to both me and Owen. Of course, follow us on Twitter. Me, at Wooly Zach. Owen, at Owen Kiska with two eyes. Our... Controlled Chaos Twitter at Controlled Chaos Pod. Check out our uh, playlist, Dot Chaos Radio. That's going to be updated on Tuesday, 31st tracks. Subscribe to it on Spotify. Like it on uh, Apple Music. Find that 15 tracks from Owen, 15 tracks from me. Makes that 30. Make sure you get caught up with all the music once again. Thank you all so much once again for tuning in. Uh, hot takes galore. Oh, Take yeah. a deep breath. Find your zen. See you all next week. Peace out, everybody. Go Cleveland baseball team. Night, that's shorty with the fat, fat, moving to the vibes. See, I'm just about my habitat, play a little bit of that, cause you're gonna try, fried. I'm saying it's no fact, showing back, no acts, like I fell in line. I'm about to get mine, whoa, whoa, seeing me shine, fried. Catch me baked outside, wondering.